can the train only go one way? That, that doesn't make any sense. Testing one, two. Stop that. We don't have to do it anymore. What happened to being professional? Forget about that now. If anyone actually listens to these, they'll care more about the information than whether we do the proper sign-off every time. What sort of information could we possibly have that would even be worth listening to? I'm sure we'd uncover plenty of things worth listening to if we just went to the train station and tried to figure out why the train only goes one way. How is that even possible? If, if If there was a loop, it makes sense, but does it just disappear at one end and appear at the other? Are there multiple trains? Why are you looking at me like that, Henry? Because you aren't supposed to ask things like that. Says who? It's not something you're told, it's just something you know. I don't know. You would if you were from around here, but you're not. You're just asking questions for things that you don't really want to know the answers to because you're a bored city girl. Look, it's just a break thing. The train just comes. There's no reason why or how, it just does. When somebody moves here, the train comes to drop them off. That's just how it is. And if somebody wants to leave? Why would anybody want to leave? Testing, one, two. This is our third recording here in break. We've been going around the town getting to know everybody. Well, I've been getting to know them. Henry's already an expert, and we thought we'd tell you about some of the folks here in town. Right, so we can start with Mr. Young, or Sam. He runs the bookshop. He's very nice. He doesn't really feel like a proper adult. My mom says he's barely out of university, but he has his own shop, so he must be adult enough for that. He runs up with his cats. He's got, like, four. There aren't very many books, because there's not much of a clientele here in town. But he's got them all divided into neat sections, like, and he gets deliveries on the trip. He gets deliveries of new books sometimes. He wears button-downs and vests most of the time, and he always looks way fancier than he really needs to. He's got brown hair, brown eyes, and he always offers tea and biscuits whenever someone comes into the shop. I'm in there a whole lot. He says I'm his best customer. The shop's on the side of town that Laurie and I walk through on the way to and from school, so... Oh, maybe we should tell them about where everything is. Oh, right. Good plan. I forget some people don't grow up here. Uh, the town itself is sort of a circle. In the center, there's a little cobblestone sort of gathering area with a big clock tower in the middle. And there's our biggest buildings on four sides. On one side's the train station and the tracks, obviously. On another is Sam's bookshop. And past that, you have all the farmland and lorries and my houses. Then there's the general store. And then the fourth side's the town hall, but nobody really uses it, except for the really old folks who probably nothing better to do than squabble all day. Uh, then past the town hall is the school. People's houses are sort of all over the place, branching out from the three sides. Why only three? Well, one side's where the train is. Most folks uh, like to live close to the centre, but obviously my mums and I live a bit further away to account for our patch of farmland. My mom's bought the land with a house, and now there's all sorts of animals and, like, corn on there. <laughs> Why did you say it like that? I don't know exactly what sort of stuff we grow. Haven't you lived there your whole life? Yeah. But it ain't like I'm the one doing all the planting. I just help them weed it. That's usually before the actual vegetables and stuff are visible. So you don't know what your farm makes except corn? Goats. All right. What about the people who live further away from the centre? Those are the weirdos. Nobody really likes to talk about them. There's a lot of things we don't talk about here in Bray, huh? 
Are you now getting it? What makes them weird? Well, there's just a bunch of old cat ladies out there just living in tiny houses, hoarding all the things they ever bought. There's Kaliak. Nobody's ever sure if they're still alive until they come into town to buy cat food and tea. That's sort of sad. Yeah. Sometimes we have fundraisers at the school where we're meant to go door-to-door selling things like chocolate bars. And once in a while, somebody tries to go out across the moors to Kaliak, and they always either don't answer or slam the door in kids' faces. So we've sort of figured out they're happier being left alone. So it's all crazy cat people across the moors? Yeah. Crazy cat people and the witch. Hold on, you have a witch? Why did you not tell me about that? That earlier, that, that's the coolest thing ever. If I lived in a town that had a witch, that's the first thing I'd tell everybody about. I'd be all, hi, my name is Laurie, my town has a witch. He isn't exactly part of the town, really. He just happens to live nearby. He? I thought witches were all women. Maybe he isn't really a witch then, but that's just what all the adults say. Apparently he has a whole cottage filled with candles and symbols, and every time a goat goes missing, my mom's always sort of say the witch has taken it. Nobody really believes it, I don't think, but it isn't like he comes out here to contradict it, so he's just sort of a town ghost story at this point. He grows his own food, so we only see him a few times a year. Hmm, alright, that makes sense. So, that's the rundown of most of the interesting bits of break. See you, you'll listen to us next time soon. Bye! Right. Okay, so Laurie's been acting strange recently. She's still all over the idea of somehow investigating the train station to see where the trains go. And I've tried telling her there isn't any point, but she's just so stubborn about it. I think it's just growing pains or something, getting used to a smaller town with much less to do than London. Eventually she'll settle in and get over questioning every little thing. She'll just get used to the fact that there's some things we just don't talk about here. She'll get used to it. She has to. In the meanwhile, I'll just have to distract her from poking around things that we aren't supposed to know. I'm not even sure why we aren't supposed to know them, but I've seen the lost people. They're the only ones around here who ask questions. I don't want Laurie to become like them. I'll just distract her. I'm good at that. There's plenty of things to do around here that are safe to talk about. It's fine. She'll be fine. I can keep her safe. This episode of Into the Ring stars Olivia Spreen and Thomas Malinowski. It is created by Thomas Malinowski and Olivia Spreen. It is written by Thomas Malinowski and edited by Olivia Spreen. Cover art is by our friend Nick. You can find them on Instagram at, at underscore. Special thanks to our patron, Tessa Padromo. If you'd like to support Into the Ring and any future podcasts, check us out on the link at our Patreon at at Malinowski and Spreen or on our Instagram at at Into the Ring Podcast. We really appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Double check your chain routes before the doors closed and until next time, welcome Into the Ring.